welcome to the 4-H Saskatchewan podcast with Jody and Kaylin. Welcome to the 4-H Saskatchewan podcast. This week, we have Katie Culbertson on. She's talking a little bit about her experience from starting as a member and then up to becoming an 18-year-old board member. Before we get into her interview, we're going to talk about some upcoming events and opportunities. So, Kaylin, do you want to start us off? Absolutely. Every year, we hold a record book competition. Each club can submit two members' books from each age category from the 2018-2019 4-H year. Make sure to turn in your record books to your regional specialist by December 9th. The staff challenge for November and December is giving back. Remember, it's the holiday season, so this is a perfect time to show us what your club does to give back in your community. Make sure to share your photo on social media using the hashtag 4HSKGivingBack. Leaders, we just wanted to remind you that the leader screening deadline is December 15th. Please have all your screening requirements in before that date if you would like to be a leader for the 2019-2020 4-H year. If you need fingerprinting, please call the office and let Carrie know as she understands, sometimes these criminal record checks take a little extra time. Speaking to all you leaders, we also know there are a lot of you out there who do amazing things, and we want to make sure you're recognized. Members and leaders, make sure to recognize these amazing people through the 4-H Saskatchewan Hall of Fame. Current leaders must have been involved in 4-H for 30 years and past leaders for 15 years to be eligible, and nominations need to be endorsed by the district. Make sure to get your nominations in by December 31st. AGM is being held March 21st and 22nd in Saskatoon. The registration deadline is February 1st and the name change deadline is February 15th. Please have your delegates in before that date. Visitors are welcome and the fee is $273. This year is the first year we are allowing visitors at our AGM. If you have somebody you would think would make a great leader and would love to experience our AGM, they can pay the visitor fee and see what we're all about. The resolution deadline is December 31st. To submit a resolution to be discussed at AGM, your district must send in the meeting minutes which address this resolution before that deadline. We have two important surveys that are currently active. We're looking for our members, leaders, alumni, and supporters to help us look to the future. The 4-H Saskatchewan Membership Survey is now available. Make sure to participate in the survey and you can be entered to win a gift card to the 4-H Saskatchewan store. In addition, 4-H Canada also has a survey available. Make sure your voice is heard at a national level. 4-H members in grades 6 to 12 can participate in the Youth and Program Strength Survey from 4-H Canada. It will take about 30 minutes to complete and you will get 15% off one item at the 4-H Canada store. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for winter to be over. I absolutely am ready for that. Well, good thing in the office, we're getting ready for spring. We will have registration forms and more information for events in 2020 on the website by the end of December. Regional curling and public speaking dates are coming up in the new year. Make sure to check the 4-H website for these dates. Provincial curling will take place on February 14th to 16th in North Battleford. And public speaking will be April 18th in Middle Lake. 
So we've told you about a lot of our 4-H Saskatchewan opportunities, but did you know that 4-H Canada also has many exciting opportunities for 4-H members? Find Your 4-H Wings gives you the opportunity to learn about a flying animal in Canada and help build their habitat, all while learning about biodiversity. If you are interested in this, make sure to register by December 16th. Another exciting opportunity is Hands to Larger Service, which is looking for youth service leaders. You can learn about the world around you and help out with the club to club exchanges. Applications are due by December 29th. For all of you 4-Hers out there that are more interested in science than agriculture, we have an opportunity for you. The 4-H Canada Science Fair is an opportunity for you to pick a project, do your research and experiments, and submit a report to the virtual round by January 16th. If you are successful, you could go on to the Canada-wide Science Fair at the University of Saskatchewan. All of these opportunities are really exciting, and if you're interested in them, make sure to check the show notes for links to the registration forms or more information. In addition, make sure that you're checking the monthly update and the Bits and Pieces magazine, which will be coming out at the end of December or beginning of January, depending on how quick your mail gets to you. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to phone the office or contact your regional specialist. Thanks for listening. Here comes the interview with Katie. Hello, welcome to the 4-H Saskatchewan podcast. Today we have Katie Kelbertson in with us today. Katie, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? So what club you're involved in with and all of that type of stuff to start? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I started when I was in grade 10. And I became a part of the Elida and Area 4-H Beef Club. From there, I kind of just jumped into 4-H. I was a treasurer, and then I started being a district rep, and then I started going to provincial events like judging, and then AGM, and then I was an ambassador. And then here I am now, and I'm sitting on the board representing our members. That's awesome. So how did you hear about 4-H? actually my parents. So when I was in grade 10, I dropped a few activities just because people change and I wasn't sure what to go in. And my parents knew I was super passionate about beef cattle. So they talked to a few locals and they heard about 4-H, that we offer a 4-H beef program. So my parents just kind of pushed me in there, told me to do it and see if I like it. You were interested in beef cattle then? Yes. Um, Uh, When I started 4-H, I actually thought that was one of the only projects along with a light horse. But as I got more into it, I realized that there's a lot of uh, different projects like baking and photography. And I've always wanted to try them, but I don't know. It's just just in me to stick with cows because I love it. And obviously I do because I'm pursuing a degree in it. (laughs) You said you started when you were in grade 10. What was that like? Because a lot of people start when they're six years old, and so it must have been a little bit of a different experience for you. It was way different. Because the first meeting, I was told that I have to uh, do a position just because I was one of the only older kids. So I just kind of jumped into that, never really dealt with financing before. And then even at district events or even our club activities, everybody expected me to help the clover buds and the juniors. 
And honestly, half the Clover Buzz and Juniors knew more than me, so it was a little embarrassing, but, you know, just act confident, and there's someone there to help you. So it was scary at first, but everybody's willing to lend a helping hand. Absolutely, and that ties right into learn to do by doing. That's right. (laughs) You said that you jumped right into a position right off the bat. So what was that like, jumping into a club and immediately having one of the executive positions? scary (laughs) that's the only way to really describe it especially the following meeting when I had to do a report and I wasn't about public speaking at that point in my life I was shaky I was sweaty not gonna lie I wasn't pretty but um I don't know like you said you learned to do by doing so every day I got better at it I became more confident and like I'm doing now I'm on the board you just continue to push I guess. From there you got involved at more and more uh, provincial events so what sort of provincial events and competitions have you been involved in? Mainly I've done judging and the reason why I got into judging is because a senior member just kind of told me to go to a clinic. I started to enjoy that um, and then somehow I made it onto the provincial team And I met so many different 4-H'ers that are just so invested into the program. And it honestly became, made me become more passionate about the program itself. And then from there, I started doing more provincial judging, attending more regional events, and helping with emceeing or just helping the leaders organize the events, and then as well attending AGM. You're now attending university here in Saskatoon. You're a long way from home. Elida's down in the southeast corner. How do your leaders help keep you involved in your club? It's actually really easy because I almost consider my leaders my family. They, I keep in contact with them, not even with 4-H stuff. Like, we're always texting. Um, They always let me know when the meetings are and the events they're doing, like volunteering and fall rally. They'll text me even if I'm not in the area. They try and call me during meetings so I'm up to date and can give my opinion. And if I can't make a meeting, uh, there's members also in their club that will update me. So it's really just a big family and we're trying to keep each other connected. I know that it's a challenge for a lot of university kids to stay involved back home when they're away. So what does it mean to you that your leaders are so involved and help you out so it basically means the world to me that uh, my leaders help me stay connected with the program because they know i'm passionate about it and they want to make sure i further my interests and do better things beyond your club level and beyond provincial events you were one of the first 4-h ambassadors when the ambassador program was first started so there's three member and three leader ambassadors per region elected at agm why were you interested in becoming an ambassador basically how this went down at agm is i didn't hear about ambassador the ambassador role until agm because it was a new thing that was put in place and also that year, the advisory, advisory council position in our southeast corner was also coming up. Our president that sits on our board uh, wanted me to do the advisory council position. He just seen potential in me, which I appreciate. 
but I was worried to take on the role because I knew I was graduating and I didn't know what I was going to do if I was going to stay in the program or not. So after I turned down that, Glenn immediately signed me up for ambassador and I couldn't really turn it down because I was interested. I was just scared that I couldn't commit to my full ability just because I was moving away. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about what ambassadors do? Wow, ambassadors do so much. They're like the little helper bees in the background. Uh, The ambassadors, they do similar roles to the members on the advisory council. If you're scared to jump in all the way, you just want to get your feet wet, the ambassador program is the best thing because it is super flexible. You can work in areas that you're more interested in, like if you love talking to little kids or even adults about what 4-H is, like you can attend Agribition or the Equine Expo and just educate people. Or you could, if you want to be an MC for an event, like people know who you are, so you can do that. It's, it's super open and your options are endless, really. So as an ambassador, what were some of your highlights? Well, I'm pretty sure you could guess it since I already mentioned it. Working at Agar Vision with some of the 4-H employees was probably one of my favorite memories in 4-H, especially because I'm pretty sure it was like the school day of Agar Vision where they brought all these kids in and half of them had no idea what 4-H was, but they wanted to come over and see what's going on because we had pictures and pens and prizes. The fact that I could educate kids on 4-H, just even a little tidbit of information, made my heart happy and that's all I could ask for. After being an ambassador for a year, you then took a giant leap forward and you ran for 18-year-old board member. What made you interested in that role? So again, like the ambassador role, I kind of just got told, (laughs) which I'm okay with. I appreciate it. I love that people push you in 4-H. But basically, our past 18-year-old delegate, now our yak, She called me up and she also seen potential in me and she thought I would be great for the position and then she told me about all the benefits and all the great things you can do like your voice is heard at the board table you get another you gain another family basically so not only do you have your club you also have your board members and I appreciate her for pushing me into this position even though it was a huge leap. So what are some of the things that you get to do at the board table? My favorite thing to do at the board table is talk on behalf of the members. The board itself is made up of board members that are more experienced and wise. And I think that I bring the fun and think in the moment young attitude that lots of our members have. So I think... When I sit at the board table, I help a lot with communications and trying to get the 4-H word out and travel opportunities. And yeah, that's basically it. I just love to push the members' voice and push members to do more things. Why is it important for a youth voice to be at the board table? 4-H is a nonprofit youth-based organization 
And I think that title basically explains everything. Like, the youth run this program. Our voices need to be heard. Why do you enjoy taking on these roles at the provincial level? I don't know. What's not to love about it? Your voice is heard. I'm a little weird. I like meetings. So I like just sitting there and discussing with other people that are passionate about 4-H on subjects that make 4-H better and how to improve it. To me, it's, it's what's not to love about it. So as an 18-year-old board member, not only do you sit on the board, you also get to work with the advisory council. What is it like being the bridge between those two? It is definitely different because you go from sitting into a board meeting, sitting around a conference table, to hanging out with members your own age, playing games, like figuring out how to make members active in the program but in a it's a different approach what do you think are first steps for other youth to like get out there and get involved in 4-h um don't be scared um if you're scared about attending your event by yourself like i did for my first year for provincial judging just do it even if you're scared there's so many people in 4-h that are willing to willing to welcome you with open arms and become your friend. And once you start doing that, the doors will continue to open and you'll become more passionate for 4-H and you'll never want to quit. You started as an older member. Do you have any advice for the potential older members out there or leaders looking to recruit more older members and maybe these kids haven't been involved or don't know 4-H? What advice would you give to the leaders and the older members to get involved in 4-H? For the older members, you may feel stupid for the first week or two or three, but like I said, everybody's welcoming Um, and like the motto, learn to do by doing. As you continue to be in the program, you'll improve like any other program itself. It is scary, and the younger members will probably know more than you, which is okay. As long as you admit it, it's okay. (laughs) And yeah, like if, if you just stay in it, stay committed, you'll have fun, and you won't regret it. And for the leaders, you basically just gotta tell them to be a part of 4-H. They may be scared at first, but if you keep on poking at them, they'll gain a love for 4-H. What would you say is your favorite thing about being a part of 4-H? I wouldn't say it's an activity or anything of sort. It's mainly the people. Um, I've done lots of events and been a part of a lot of clubs throughout my life, and I've never been a part of a club that's like your family. They want you to do the best you possibly can. They don't want to like tear you apart or break you down or do better than you. Even when you're competing and shows, like for myself, it would be the beef show. There's nobody trying to beat you or tear you down. They want to help you in the ring, make sure you do just as good. And you won't find any other organization or group that will do that. So just the support from other members, even. Yeah. The, once, honestly, once you walk into one meeting or one event, you'll, you will see it. You'll feel the love in the room. What sort of skills do you think 4-H has taught you? So many, and so many that are important to my life now that I've moved out 
and I'm doing post-secondary. I would say the one that I appreciate the most is public speaking. When I was in grade 10, I could not speak in front of crowds. I would stutter all the time. Little annoying, but uh, as I continued my time through 4-H, I actually developed a love for public speaking. It's kind of nice to just sit there and tell people what you think or lead a presentation or tell a, tell a speech about what you're most passionate about. Um, it sounds a little scary at first, but once you do it a few times, I'm sure everybody will gain a love for it. It's just fun. <laughs> Our 4-H staff challenge for November and December is giving back around the holidays. Through 4-H, have you done a lot of giving back to your communities? So on our club level, we've done lots of volunteering just for local organizations by helping them clean up or set up for their fundraising activity, or we'll bake a pie or have a pie sale. And for provincial-wise, we kind of try and do bigger things. For example, at AGM, the members actually donated to the Ronald McDonald House and I was one of the members to actually bring those items to the Ronald McDonald House. And their eyes were just filled with joy. They appreciated all the gifts so much. So after that moment, I don't know why I wouldn't continue donating and helping out um, communities because that look on people's face when you help them out, it means the world. And so you mentioned that um, Glenn, our president of the board he helped you out a lot so do you want to explain a little bit about like what that means to you for somebody like him to step in and really help you get involved it means a lot and it actually helps out a lot too especially when you just jump into 4-H you don't know exactly what you're doing so it's nice to see that familiar face at regional and district and public events where they'll just keep on, you know, pushing you in the back to do a little more, speak up a little more. And it's honestly done so much for me. And I, without him, I don't think I would be this far, to be completely honest. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for coming in and chatting with us. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for inviting me to let me tell you my story. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the 4-H Saskatchewan podcast. If you would like more information on anything we talked about today, check the show notes for links or head over to our website, 4-h.sk.ca. There you can find the monthly update and a digital version of the bits and pieces. You can also follow us on social media, Instagram at Harold the Hair, by searching 4-H Saskatchewan on Facebook or your regional specialist, and on Twitter at 4HSask. If you could leave us a five-star review, it would be greatly appreciated. It makes our podcast easier to find by other members and leaders. And also, don't forget to recommend us to other 4H members and leaders. Thank you. Thank you.